Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And we're back. Hello. How's it going? Passing the time on a Wednesday. Taking you to 12. C-Mac comes up in two hours. Keep McPherson on the fan. K-Mac, I guess. Talking sports. Rooting for the Liberty. And uh, hoping they bring it home. They're still down a bucket. And, man, this is going to come down to the wire. But hopefully... You know, they win it in the end, and you get to see the crowd cheer and go nuts, and there it is, tie game. Back to the baseball. Now this game is cruising. We're in the seventh. Rangers still down two. The Astros probably win this one. You know, that's what happens when you roll out Max Scherzer. It is what it is. Back to the phones we go. Thanks for holding. Ross in Bergen County on the fan every day. It's uh, run KMC to run CMC. What's going on, man? Yes, sir. Not too much, you know, holding it down. So uh, I'm actually, I uh, just got off doing a podcast and the audio right now. I got the game next to me, and before I know it, I see top half for the second. I see Jordan get hit by a pitch. I see three yellow squares. I see a run come home. I see Jose Altuve take this guy deep, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm not even kidding, man. I, you know, Instagram story, I put the laughing emojis, everything. I take my wins where I can get him, and I'm not even one of the people hating Scherzer on a positive note because, honestly, I think he gets a little too much hate for, you know, the whole thing about, you know, going public with what he talked about with Epler. I think what he brought up, the one quote he brought up about kind of, you know, being honest about having a rush, to, you know, going out and getting a second ring because he's up against the clock career-wise. But it's not so much the personal note of how he went out of the net. It's just the, you know, kind of getting back at him in terms of what he did on the field. It's not so much how he how he left New York. It's what he did when he was on the mound in New York. Yeah, and he we're was not a big forget part of the reason that this season didn't go the way you wanted right. it to. When you needed him to get a win, when you needed him to stop the bleeding, he he just gave it up. So he added more fuel to the fire. I mean, I don't care if I, if anything, I, I I was happy to see him go. By any means possible, he could have leaked out. Like he could have put a voice memo and leaked out the entire conversation for all I care because you know what? The guy who had the conversation with him's out of town too, and I'm more happy he's out of town than, than uh, one-eyed, two-eyed, uh, brown and blue-eyed, I call him, because, you know, the two-colored eyes, I guess that's my nickname for him. But uh, you see him down there in Arlington, he's getting rocked. Even Verlander, they put out the set with you, like 5-0 and or something in the game ones or something, and you see he didn't really get rocked, but, you know, he doesn't have the best outing, and all of a sudden now these – these Mets missionaries, these pe- these piece of craps, as Evan coined them, all of a sudden now they're not looking so hot elsewhere. Even Tommy Pham, I mean, you know, he wasn't really brought into Arizona to be a saving grace, but his, his back kind of slowed down. And uh, honestly, man, 
it's crazy to see how it's going to shape up all of a sudden. You see Texas, and, you know, I kind of brought up kind of the karma of putting that, the laughing emojis out. All of a sudden, now you see uh, Josh Jung goes deep, two-run bomb, and now you see uh, the one way to get Jordan out is to rob him on a 400-foot bomb at dead center field. You can't make it up. It's exciting. It's a good game. I'd, I'd like to see the Rangers yeah, no come back and score three runs in these next, uh, you know, two innings, but... I don't know. It's going to be yeah, tough to beat the Astros in their place after Mad Max spotted them four run. I remember they had that series earlier in the year. I think I'm not sure. I think it was August. I might be wrong on the month. They had that series. I'm pretty sure Houston swept them, including it was like a seven nothing lead Texas had. And I remember that because the bullpen was the reason why Texas didn't win that division. One of the things I brought up too. So a lot of people were comparing Texas blowing the division this year to the Mets blowing it last year. The only two diff- three differences I brought up was the Mets spent you know. A, you know, almost a half a billion dollars on their roster. Texas has a pricey payroll, but it's no, you know, that middle infield alone, but it doesn't even come close to what Steve, uh, to what Cohen dropped. Also, you know, Texas is making the most of their, their run. You know, despite losing the division, they won seven straight going in. The Mets, it's all flat on their face in three games of San Diego. I mean, they, they're, they're really not comparable, if, if anything. And also, the Mets led for essentially all but eight days. Yeah, Texas blew the lead. But, you know, Houston was kind of, you know, even Seattle was making it close for a little bit. The Mets had that division for all but eight days. It's not even comparable. Yeah, and, you know, you look at what I brought up before, we, you know, people say the, the game's passed Buck. But look at Bochy. He's either a year older or a year younger. I'm not sure. But he's right there with Buck in terms of age and experience. I mean, him and Dusty. Bochy has three rings to, to Buck zero. Yeah, Bochy is so, 68. He's a year older than, than Buck is. Yeah, and look at him. He stepped right in. I didn't even – they brought up the other day, he was the manager for Team France in the WBC. He mm-hmm. just stepped right back into into the gist. He's a baseball thing. guy. He's, he's a baseball guy. Anyway. Dusty Baker, 74. Right. You know, it's funny because they That's talk right. about how uh, – you know, baseball has changed. We don't have these old school man. Like, no, th- these guys know baseball. They know baseball. They have analytics. No they, they apply them when they need them, but they don't let them rule the game. They don't let them spit out scripts for the game and tell them what to do. They go off field. They go off their own knowledge and experience. No doubt about it, man. Hey, real quick, uh, before I know you're up, you're kind of up against it. Uh, fancy football question. I got a one flex position I'm up in the air on. I start – Ramondre uh, Stevenson or uh, Kyle Pitts? Kind of iffy on either one. <laughs> uh, so you got Ramondre Stevenson going up against the Buffalo Bills, but the Patriots have been absolutely yeah. miserable. And, well, that's uh, what I'm thinking. They get up against the goal line, they kind of run them like a one- or two-yard, you know. Kyle Pitts found the, the end zone, but they've been throwing the ball to Jonu Smith. I actually picked him up in fantasy. He's got touchdowns, I think, in back-to-back weeks. Well, I took a hit, man, because I had Jefferson was my WR1, and the same week he went down, I traded Amon Rise, my WR2. Ironically, the guy I was playing that week traded him because my running backs were a disaster. I told you Najee was my number one running back. I used a second pick on him because I didn't know what was going on with Taylor or Jacobs at the time. Neither were signed. So I took Najee, and he's been a complete disaster. He's been awful. So he's not even in my lineup. And uh, I need a running back desperately. I gave up Amon Rise. I, I picked up Greasefall to Checho. And the guy who I traded him to, I was playing that week, and he had him, who and Amira wound up being out that week. So he left him in the lineup. He had Saquon in the lineup, too, and I cruised past him. But same week, I was finally had a flawless week, and I take the hit on JJ being out four weeks, and now they're saying, you know, Minnesota's not even in a position to win. He could probably sit out the rest of the year because of, you know, the contract coming up. So 
Took yeah. a big hit on that. I got Christian Kirk my number one target right now. I'd play the running back. It's just a safer, safer bet. They're gonna, you know, he's coming off an 18 point game, a, a touchdown. He's gonna yeah. get his carries. I know you're probably in a PPR league, but you know, how many catches yeah, is please. Kyle Pitts gonna, you know, get? How many targets well, is he gonna get with Desmond Ritter? Yeah, so I would, yeah, I would play. Yeah, take uh, more risk move. I'd play the running back, yeah. and he's at home. Thanks for the call, Ross. Oh man, here it goes. 25 seconds left. Liberty are down one. It's 70 to 69 aces. This is uncomfortable. Is that a three made? Nope. This is uncomfortable. They're facing elimination, and uh, we're this close to potentially seeing another New York team come up short. If the aces win, they're the champs. 877-337-6666. Let's keep it rolling. Thanks for holding. Mario in Long Beach, you got it. You're on the fan. Yo, and, uh, thanks, Keith. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. You got it. So I got a couple of questions for you. Let's say you're the GM of the Giants, right? Okay. Now, maybe they're not playing too good, so you're getting towards the midseason, and a, a team like Baltimore thinks they're going to make the Super Bowl, so they think, if I get Saquon Barkley, could you imagine Barkley and Lamar Jackson in the same backfield? That would be hell. So maybe they give a, a high draft pick, like number two. What do you do? Second a question is Daniel Jones. Now, this is a big question with him. Not only are we not sure about him in terms of a quarterback, because it seems like he doesn't have good instincts. You have to have instincts to play sports. Mm. Nobody can teach you those. His instincts don't seem good to me. He doesn't feel pressure around them. You know, like how, how when you're playing, I mean, you played, right? You could feel somebody coming behind. So, some people are better than you others. you got to have feel. Not to have any Certainly. Right? Don't you think he's lacking feel, like that kind of feel, like when you see him? He's a little robotic at times. He seems like he, yeah, he, there's there are def, there's definitely, like, you know, th- that blitz that came off the edge with the kid uh, from, from Seattle. It's like you got to see that. You got to feel that. You got to see that. Everybody can see that. Devin Witherspoon. So you got that second thing going with him. So you and it's the injury thing. He he was out six games with a neck injury a year and a half ago. It's crazy. How do we know that Daniel Jones gonna... last year didn't get hurt. He did get hurt. He had the bum ankle, but he went to London. He played on it. He champed it out. And then last year, he also cleaned up all of his turnover problems. Those are the two things with Daniel Jones. Oh, he's injury prone. Oh, he throws interceptions. He fumbles the ball. He cleaned it up for his prove it year. They paid him, and we're right back to the version of him that we saw before. It's nuts. I don't know. Um, if there's exactly. a second-round pick out there for Saquon Barkley, you trade that second-round pick, or you trade him for that second-round pick because second-round pick can get you a Brees Hall. Um, if this team exactly. loses exactly. Sunday and you don't plan on giving Saquon the deal he's looking for and, uh, you know, you can get a second-round pick for him, go ahead and, and send him. But Yeah, now my second question, uh, part of the question, then I'll uh, listen to you. I'll hang up and listen. I'm looking forward to listening to your answer. Uh now, what do you do with because of this problem with Daniel Jones, right? With the you know the fumbles and that, and that stuff. If they don't play good and they draft one or two or three, they could grab one of these quarterbacks. Do you grab one of these quarterbacks? Yeah, or I've kind of do? been, I've kind of been on that the last week or so. That thank man, you if, call, buddy. If, yeah, thank you for the call. Like if like, how could you pass up? Are you gonna like Tankathon? Let's see if Tankathon still has the Giants taking an offensive lineman. Last time I looked at tankathon.com, they had, yeah, they have the Giants at number five taking Olu Fashanu, an offensive tackle out of Penn State. I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't keep drafting these offensive linemen and hoping that they become all pros 
It's hit or miss. Go get a proven commodity, either trade for a guy or sign a guy in free agency that you've got a ton of game film on that has played in the NFL that you can add to the guys that you already drafted. If Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams is going one, and I don't think they're going to have the number one overall pick. But if Drake May is there, they're saying right now Drake May is going to be number three overall to the Broncos. If he's available, how can you pass him up? And, I mean, I think those are really the top two. They have Shador Sanders, which I don't think Shador Sanders is coming out uh, this year. I think his dad already said he's going to play another year. His dad's got plans at Colorado for them to run it back after they can recruit and have a stronger team next year. But other than that, it's like Quinn Ewers. I don't think this is – I think they're missing some of the top quarterbacks. There's some other guys. And even like this Michael Penix Jr. kid, Sam Hartman, Bo Nix. I'm blanking. Uh, Jaden, who is it? The kid out of uh, LSU, Jaden McDaniels. There's some quarterbacks coming. So there is a school of thought also that, like, if the Giants have one of those top picks and there's a surefire, can't-miss offensive line prospect, you take him, and then in the next turn, one of the quarterbacks might drop to you, and then you could take that quarterback, have them for a year behind Daniel Jones. But it sucks that we're already we're already on Tankathon. And we're already doing this. Yeah, they got Michael Penix Jr. going to the Patriots, 37 overall. They've got Bo Nix going to the Vikings, 40th overall. J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan going to the Raiders, 45th overall. There's a, there's a bunch of decent quarterbacks coming up. So you might not have to take the top. I think it's really if, if, if one of the top two are available, the Giants make that move. If not, you, you take the best offensive lineman off the board. And there's plenty of time to figure out who that is. We don't have to know. Who that is today. All right, let's see if I can sneak another call in. Hey, Miriam, Forest Hills. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I mean, waiting for Friday. You're waiting for Friday? Huh? Yeah. Woo! You're, you're, oh, you're pumped yeah. up for uh, Islanders, Devils? Yeah, uh-huh. I'm waiting to see. I'm hoping that Ilya gets another shutout. Yeah, the Devils got to get that win. The Devils got to kind of right the ship early on here. It's been a lot of hype, and uh, opening night was great. But after that, you know. Yeah, they lost to Florida last night. Whoa. Yeah, they should have beat them, too. Uh, yeah. Should have beat them. Should have beat the Coyotes. Close, close losses. You know, they won the first game 4-3. They lose the next two games 4-3. Yeah. And they had yeah. their moments. But uh, Devils Islanders Friday night. I'll be off. Oh, yeah. So I'll definitely watch that game. Well, I'm really interested to see how they do. It'll be fun. The Islanders had a great game last night. Matt Barzell scored a power play goal in the second. Yeah, we're off and running. Uh, the Rangers yeah. look good. The yeah. the Islanders got their first win. Um, yeah. They've got two wins now, and they're going yeah. to face the Devils. If they, they they have a chance here to start off 3-0, and and if they beat yeah. the Devils, then they're they're at the top of our three hockey teams. They're, That's right. They're starting exactly. off better than the Rangers and the Devils if they get a win. That's right. On Saturday, they go play Buffalo uh, in Buffalo. Well, here it comes. Too. Here it comes. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers yeah. roughed up the Sabres in Buffalo. The Islanders can do the same. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it it'll is fun. fun. It's good to have hockey back. It's good to have the NBA back in a week. Unfortunately, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, our New York Liberty just they lost. Are. The I WNBA know. is over. That's a wrap. Womp, oh, well. womp, womp. Miriam says, oh, well. Next year. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. <laughs> Next year. Yeah, it's always next year. That's the worst yeah. phrase in sport. We'll, we'll get them next year. Yeah, that's right. It's a long but, time. It's a um, long yeah, time. all right. Hey, listen, they got that far, which is good. 
Yeah. The first time I remember him getting that far. It's, it's healthy for the franchise. It's healthy for the league. It's healthy yeah, for it is. Brooklyn, for Barclays Center. And you know, they'll, they'll, too. they'll try and run it back and win it next year, like you just yeah. said. Thanks for the call, Miriam. 877-337-6666. Miriam, tell your cats I say hello. My cat, Toon, is doing good. Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And so the drought continues in the greatest city in the world where the sports teams can't seem to bring us a championship. The New York Liberty fall to the Vegas Aces. I'm watching Mark Davis on my screen, the owner of the Vegas Aces and Raiders. And we're forced to watch another team celebrate in our arena. It brings me back to last year watching the Houston Astros celebrate sweeping the ALCS in Yankee Stadium. Wanted to scratch my eyeballs out. I'll never forget that scene. I didn't think there were any Houston fans in New York. All 30 of them were there to cheer that on. And I don't know when we're going to get another championship. I don't know when we'll have the Canyon of Heroes full of fans and confetti and floats and I don't know who it's going to be, folks. Something's wrong. It ain't right. These teams do not represent the greatest fans in the world. They do not represent the city. The Liberty did the closest you know, job. They did the best job. They were the closest thing to a champion. I will say that they did represent us well on this run. They had a hard-fought series. It sucks to see them lose at home. It sucks to see them eliminated tonight, but the drought continues. 877-337-6666. Keep McPherson on a fan. 
let's go back down memory lane. So I was talking about how, you know, Evan Roberts posted the image of the arena an hour before tip-off and how my experience being in New York the last decade, working in corporate offices, trying to get out of work at 6 o'clock, 6.30 to go to a game, and you've got traffic if you try and take an Uber or a car. And you've got train delays. You might go down to the subway, and the next train doesn't come for 15 minutes. It's tough to get there early. It's tough to get there even on time. And I remembered going all the way back to 2019, which seems further back than it really was, and I looked it up. I said, you know, there was a 5 o'clock game in the ALCS as we're watching the ALCS right now with Houston, who faced the Yankees back in 2019. It was Garrett Cole, who's now the ace of the Yankees staff on the mound, and I went to all of those games, and I remember being so mad that they gave us a 4 o'clock start. And I remember entering the stadium around 3, 3.30, and it was quiet. And I knew that that's what was going to happen in the ballpark. I knew that that quietness was going to transfer over. It felt like there weren't the true diehard Yankee fans going to that game. It felt like there was a lot of suits and corporate sponsors and free tickets given out. And whoever could make it, whoever was working from home or off that day, or I don't know, I think I was unemployed back then, so I was able to get to that game, but... I remember going to that game and yelling and screaming. I used to sneak my whistle in and blow the whistle and be in the bleachers and try and get everybody fired up. And Garrett Cole went out there and shoved. It was Garrett Cole versus Luis Severino. The Yankees lose 4-1. And then after that game, I go on Twitter and I see a video. And I'm like, who is this guy? Find me this guy. Like this guy, we had the same energy. And the tweet, I just retweeted it as this guy's about to join me right now. I said, yo, find me this guy. He gets it. I wish I could have recorded how quiet the fans were entering the stadium at 350. It was strange. Imagine being the guy recording this video and laughing. Don't show up. This is the energy I'm talking about. This is the energy we need Thursday and Friday night. And in the video, there was a guy doing like a selfie-style backwards video laughing at this Yankee fan who was imploring Yankee fans to get up and clap and yell, and scream. That's Garrett Cole out there. And that's Jimmy Randazzo. Jimmy, what's up, man? You're on the fan. Keith, how are you, my friend? How you doing tonight? I'm good, bro. Just, you know, five-hour show. We got to mix it up a little bit. I'm watching uh, the Liberty lose, and they're about to pop champagne. I'm actually going to get that off my TV because I'm tired of watching <laughs> everybody else celebrate. I'm tired of watching everybody else be champions and win, and uh, we can't find a winner here, but... Yeah, when you and I connected, I was talking about this game earlier because I was talking about the game tonight with the Liberty. Evan Roberts posted a picture, probably at, I think it was 714, of an empty arena. Now, the arena filled up, but we all know here in New York, it's hard to get to the games. It's hard to get to the stadium. And it made me think about how Rob Manfred and MLB screwed us over that Tuesday in October 2019 with a 408 start. Yeah, I mean, okay. First of all, I'm going to do a few shout outs here shout out to mark for texting me when keith <laughs> mcpherson calls and says i want jimmy randazzo on the fan i am there in a heartbeat <laughs> keith, you have done so much for me you're my guy you are killing it congratulations on the baby you're killing it evan roberts is doing great with tiki i love tiki i used to work for tiki but i'm on your side here 
I am absolutely on your side here because this, I mean, I live in Sleepy Hollow. I can't even go one mile in this town right now because of Spooktober. Let alone, we're talking <laughs> about New York City, right? I don't know the numbers of the attendance tonight. I have no idea what the numbers are or what they were. But I can wholeheartedly agree with you. Playoff baseball should not start until 7 p.m. I don't Definitely care not if here, they're not in New York, maybe somewhere out, maybe out in Texas or Minnesota or somewhere like that, but not out here. Exactly. And, and, and realistically, if you want to shorten the, uh, the season to 154 games and you can make all the games 7, 10 p.m., what have you, but you're absolutely right. Four o'clock uh, playoff games should not be allowed. As for the Liberty, uh, rest in peace to the Liberty. I heard they lost tonight. Pretty upset about it because the only thing this city has to root for has been bad. Um, you know, I'm out here. Game one for the New York Rangers acting like it's the Stanley Cup. You know, <laughs> thank God for Deion Sanders and how good uh, college football has been because you know how poor the New York sports teams has been. Shout out to your Cowboys, who are, who are still going to be perfectly fine. They'll be there at the end. Um, I don't know what your thoughts were on uh, the attendance. Did we get a final number? For the Liberty? Yeah. Yeah, I just was looking. I'm not sure how to find that. I'm sure someone listening will tell me. It looked pretty well, packed. Regardless, regardless. I've been I've been to Barclays no. Center a bunch, obviously, to see the Nets. You can get 17,000, 18,000 people in there when it's packed. I would guess that there was probably 15,000 people in there tonight. And regardless, listen, these women are killing it. They're only people stepping up for the city right now. Yeah, it was There's a good no run. Reason. It was a good well, run for cares? New York, for for the WNBA, yeah. for the the awareness of the Liberty. I've been talking about them for three weeks on the fan, and that's it. I know though. you have, that's and over. you've been and you've been promoting college women's college basketball. I remember you were talking about Caitlin Clark a few months back. So you're here for it. And listen, Evan went to the game, and he's allowed to have his take on it, but. We all know that you you have been supporting them. And also, traffic's ridiculous. Like, let's get serious. People get out. It's a, what, it's a Wednesday night. Right. They're getting out at 6 p.m. They're not getting to their seats at 8 o'clock. So let's Connor, the Connor has attendance. the attendance, everyone. Connor, can you tell us how many people went out to see the Liberty tonight at Barclays Center? It was 16,851, so 98% capacity. Their, their sellout would be 17,143. Yeah, That's what are we talking song. about? And shout out to Connor as well. Connor does a great job. I, I know this as well because I used to work on the Tiki and Tierney show and used to fill in shifts during the holidays. Shout out to Connor. We got to get yeah. you back in the building, bro. I know you're doing the podcast. You had me on the pod. I know you're familiar with CBS Radio. We got to get you back in here. Maybe you get a, Absolutely. a, a I would shift love to host. To, or... I would love to spend a night with you guys and hang out and do it. But listen, I know this is a, you know, a, a, a WFAN war thing. Who was right? Who was wrong? Let's just all get on the same team. For the Liberty, at least. We want to go Yankees and Mets battles, Giants, Jets battle. That's fine. But let's all come together and support our Liberty. And the numbers are fine. Yeah. Great numbers. We, we ultimately did. Evan Roberts patched that up. He posted a uh, updated video of the electricity in there. I just was like, come on, Evan. You go to Nets games. You know the deal going to all these games, whether it's going to City Field or whatever. It's a late arriving crowd. This is New York. There's always some kind of delay, some kind of accident, hazard, traffic, whatever. It's not a good representation. But anyway, I want to talk Yankees with you while I have you. you know, sure, absolutely. I've, I've been pushing the Juan Soto narrative. I just think that uh, if Brian Cashman wants to win the fans back over, you've missed on all these other generational talents, 
do everything in your power to go get him. But then there's some people that say, oh, that's not realistic. They're not going to give up what it's going to take. Do you think Brian Cashman can wheel and deal and uh, figure out how to put Juan Soto in pinstripes? So, I okay. So, I threw this out on S um, today or yesterday, free t-shirts, whoever gave out the best package for Juan Soto. Because I was really trying to think, what would it really be? And um, I think personally that you're going to have to give away Michael King if you do want to trade for Juan Soto. But Cashman's, I don't want to say Cashman's desperate because he's not desperate. Boone may be desperate. Cashman's not desperate. <laughs> so if you want to include a package that includes Michael King, that includes possible superstar Spencer Jones, and then you can throw in a third guy, you know, who have you, um, you know, another minor leaguer that hasn't really developed yet. You have Judge, you have Soto, and listen, everybody, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, what if he doesn't sign, doesn't get an extension? Listen, if Juan Soto plays in the Bronx, right. he's going to hit 45 home runs, they're going to pay him his money. Same thing with the Phillies did with Schwarber. They gave him one year, and he loved it there. There's no reason why Soto shouldn't be in pinstripes. And realistically, I mean, yeah, Spencer Jones is a great player, but so is the Martian. You have so many people in the outfield. You have pitching galore. You just really didn't have bats this year. And that's what you need to do. You need to go get bats because you, we can see it right now. Playoffs are crapshoot. Yeah, but they're hitting the ball out, right? The Phillies are hitting home runs, and that's how they're winning. I think it was last night I said, I'm dreaming of October next year. And the outfield has Juan Soto in left, Jason Dominguez in center, and Aaron Judge in right field. And every starting pitcher is shook of this lineup because you've got to face those three home run hitters that can literally take any pitch out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, if you have a, a if you have Glaber batting second, or because I personally think that you're thinking Glaber stand, I think Glaber's gone. I think I've seen enough, and they got to get better, listen. and they might not want to spend, and that's a trading chip that uh, you know you can move him and, and replenish this team, especially if you have to give up a Michael King and some prospects for Juan Soto. You, you're trading to get Juan Soto. Uh, they may ask for Glaber Torres in that trade. Yeah, I just think that I, I really think that they got to win the East this year. I think that Glaber, for better or for worse, is stuck with this team until 2024 because we don't have that. Like, it sucks I mean, that they played up. themselves into having to keep Glaber, right? Because yeah, exactly, as, as, exactly. As, as bad as they were at the plate, their low batting average, they're one of their lowest of all time as a team, you can't get rid of one of your most productive hitters. He is the most, yeah, predict- I, most productive hitter outside of Aaron Judge. Absolutely. He's, he's an excellent, I always say this, he's, a, he's an excellent DH. That's what Clayford Torres is. And I know his, his uh, defensive uh, metrics really aren't that bad. I mean, he's kind of a dope in running uh, It would be uh, nice, Jimmy, if we could DH him, but uh, you bring up the next thing I want to ask you about. Yeah. John Carlos Stan, who they made a DH, and now he's absolutely cooked. A lot of folks are saying, hey, before you start dreaming about Juan Soto or Cody Bellinger or Yamamoto, do everything in your power to get John Carlos Stan out of here. And I don't believe that they're going to take that approach. I think they're going to take the approach like they took last year with, oh, Josh Donaldson, he'll be better. Oh, Aaron Hicks is having a good offseason, he'll be better. What do you say about Stan? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that I think they're extre- acutely aware of where they're sitting right now. Last year, they won the AL East. They said, okay, we made it to ALCS. They still felt the vitriol from the fans. 
They didn't make the playoffs this year. Listen, if Hal Steinbrenner needs, like, we might we might have to face it and just know that Giancarlo Stanton is the sunk cost at this point. Really? Like, listen, I'm all here for the Yankees. I, I work, like, you know, once in a blue moon um, at Yes Network. I'm all, I really am. I'm all for what they're building and what they're doing and the Harry Potter nights and the bobblehead nights and this, <laughs> that, and the other thing. And us uh, staying in the rain that one night while they made $20 million or $50 million off chicken buckets when I we all there. had to go home yep. last year. And I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it all. And you know what? If we have to pay $50 million for a patch on our arm at this point, whatever. <laughs> Get us back into the green. What that means, yeah, we're not going with- anywhere, Jimmy. You and I are locked in. I know a lot of Yankee <laughs> exactly. fans listening. We're, they, we're they as me. mad as I we can- get, we're still going right back to the stadium because it's our place and that's where our friends are, it's where our people are. We just want to win, exactly. And I think that eventually we'll, we'll have to realize that Dan's a sunk cost. I mean, could you send him in 50% of a contract and a deal to the West Coast because he has a no trade cloud clause? Maybe. But he's a Anaheim? Are it. the Angels going to be interested after they lose their DH? <laughs> I mean, possibly. And you know what? He might go out there and hit 260 and hit 45 home And be runs. able to run some... and play outfield, right? Like, <laughs> Sure. And you know what? It's okay because some people can't handle New York. You know this better than anyone. You're a host in New York. You, like, you got the vitriol of all these fans who are pissed off right now. Mets had so much, spent so much money on a roster, did nothing this year. Same with the Yankees. And sometimes, Giancarlo's the sun cost. Is it going to happen right away? No. Especially because Dominguez, if Dominguez has looked 100% healthy, I think this is a serious thought that we could have right now. But you know what? In my opinion, the Yankees need to go out. They need to trade for Juan Soto. They need to just, like, do their, like, do, like clap their hands a little bit. Oh, it all went away. Um, like a magician. And, you know, it's kind of like at the end of Jeter's career, kind of like at the end of um, A-Rod's career. Obviously, they didn't have to kill as many years on that contract. But I think that we can all agree that Giancarlo probably just isn't a 150-game player. And because, realistically, Aaron Judge, we have him for the next eight years. We need him to be healthy. We need him to probably be DH in 60 games a year as well. The DA spot has to to be open. It has to be a spot to give guys rest. I'm tired of the scheduled rest. I'm tired of the Yankees being so cavalier with their lineups. I'm so tired of the Yankees being cavalier in the early part of the season thinking, oh, yeah, we can just uh, pitch this guy out of the bullpen like a Nick Ramirez or an Albert Abreu and throw away games because later in the season, those games you missed added up. You know, coming up short this year. Yeah, so. and, and you know what? Like, and I did. I spent a lot of time watching the games this year and doing the replay and, you know, like going through the process and everything. And really the biggest deficiency on this roster right now is sadly the offense. The Bronx Bombers are no longer the Bronx Bombers. Um, and, yeah, I think that that's the move that makes sense. And if you get Bellinger, you're really tying your hands to not get Juan Soto when it's like, you got to eventually go get the next guy because you don't want to spend $300 million on Cole and $300 plus million on um, Judge and have nothing to nothing here for it. And, again, Giancarlo could be a great DH in the NL or go play out in the West Coast and he'd probably feel healthier and be better. But I just don't think he's the right guy for New York. And sometimes 
you just gotta look at a $35 million bill. I mean, I'm, I'm not a billionaire, but if I was a billionaire, I had $9 billion projected for the franchise and I'm looking at, you know, $100 million. Sometimes you have to say, Ooh, that's a car crash. We kind of have to get rid of it real quick. And, and that's what I would personally do. But I don't see that happening until, um, until Dominguez is back. Hey, one more for you, Jimmy. Jordan Montgomery, do you want a second tour? The Yankees love having second tours. You want to see him come back? He's going to want $200 million. $200 million? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, but see, like, I'm not, so a lot of uh, these fans on Twitter who, I mean, I respect everyone's opinion out there. Everyone does a great job. Um, a lot of these fans are just on to um, starting pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching. It's like, no, we have to figure out how who else is going to hit a baseball next year because right. will be Ford there Nestor be Cortez will be back Carlos Rodon better figure it out uh they're going to yeah, probably my, bring Frankie Montas back like and if, and a few months I talked to you though and I hated Clark Schmidt he was fine <laughs> Clark mean, like, figured listen. it out this year if they don't well, trade Michael King he's going to be a starter they will have starting pitching yeah and you know what really when you get into the playoffs you know it's just guys that like, you look at this Phillies team, they're nailed because they believe in each other yeah, and, like, and they have done that it. attitude. And this Yankees roster, I, I love those guys, but they're baby guys. They're soft. They're soft teams. They weren't, I'll tell you this for a fact, they weren't at batting practice. They weren't fielding. They weren't doing everything together as a team. And that's not my Yankees. They need to get together, and they need to really focus on practicing together, being with each other. Because yep. they're playing like Hopefully amateur. it's happening now. And- Hopefully they're pissed off watching the postseason and they're lifting harder and they are going to hit and they're in the cage. And Aaron Judge said a lot at the end of the season. He's the captain. I yep. expect him to lead. So, man, I mean, yeah, absolutely. it can change. Like they, can, the- they can get right back into the postseason next year, but it's on Cashman. You know, I think this offseason he needs to have his magnum opus. This needs to be his greatest work to shore up this team. Yeah, and you know what? Like, Listen, and, you know, a lot of these fans, I don't know, are kind of neutral on Aaron Boone. I don't really understand that. I think he's a really nice guy. I actually think he's He's a nice guy, but, I mean, he can go. Like, we can find a better manager. He never managed anywhere else. He's one of the best broadcasters in the game, without a doubt, but he's (laughs) not a manager. One of the best broadcasters managing a major league team. Yeah, he's he's a saint. He's like brought Sean Casey along. Now Sean Casey is renewed as the hitting coach. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, and that's why I can't even like you know I don't have that 2019 in me right now because it's like oh you guys are a mess. You guys they beat us down. They beat us down. 2019, we thought we were going to the World Series. We thought we could challenge Houston, and now after getting swept by them last year, and physically, I'm watching them on. My TV up 8-4 in the bottom of the eighth. This year, it's like, man, the Yankees uh, have fallen off. They got to get back. Jimmy, I'm running out of time here. I thank you for joining me. I know I I sent the bat signal out for you, and somebody got that to you before I could even (laughs) text you. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me, man. Jimmy Randazzo, diehard Yankee fan. And uh, if you're on Yankees Twitter, you're familiar with him. And if you look at my Twitter, at Keith McPherson, you can see the viral video from uh, October 2019 with him just being a fan. Just being a fan, trying to get other Yankee fans to uh, get into the game. But, all right, we got to go. Break time. Let's hit it right now. We'll be right back. We get ready for the next to begin. Keith McPherson on the fan. A week from now, the Barclays Center will have your Brooklyn Nets kicking off their season. And 
Madison Square Garden will have the Knicks kicking off their season. And we'll ride with them and see if one of these teams can get to the promised land. I know no one thinks they can. I know no one thinks either the Brooklyn Nets or New York Knicks can actually win the NBA Finals, but that's because there's a bunch of super teams. You know, you got Giannis and Dame and Milwaukee. Now you add Drew Holiday to Chris Stapp's Porzingis in Boston with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. James Harden don't want to play with Joel Embiid. <laughs> He's in Houston at the Booty Club. <laughs> On brand. Take a wild guess why James Harden missed practice today. <laughs> he was in the club with little Baby in Houston. And out west, obviously, you know, the defending champs, the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic is just scouting horses. He's a big horse racing guy. But that team, you have no reason to believe that they're not going to run it back and be right there. The Lakers seem to think that they'll have a shot again. And let's see what Anthony Data Davis does this year. He's supposed to be the guy. LeBron's another year older. And uh, I, I hate it, but Kevin Durant gets his way again. He's He's on another super team. And last night I was watching the highlights and I told you they can't guard this team. They need six guys on the floor. You need to double-team Book. You need to double-team Beal. You need to double-team KD. And then I see an interview today where KD says you can't guard all of us. He's absolutely correct. But I know what will happen. They'll guard themselves with injuries and load management, and uh, one of them will be missing, and it'll be on their role players to fill in the gaps. Can they do that? I don't know. But we're about to walk into the NBA season. I got to make sure my league pass is ready. Because historically, I host the show, I go home, and then I'm watching League Pass at night trying to keep up with the league, man. Out West, the Memphis Grizzlies will be right into it, uh, right back into it with John Morant. Hopefully, he's uh, rehabilitated. NBA young boy wannabe. Marcus Smart is over there now. D. Rose is over there being a uh, mentor to John Morant. I don't think he's going to be much on the court. Sacramento Kings. They're going to light the beam a bunch of times. They're trying to win 50 games. They're, they're going to be good again. You know that. Uh, we'll see you know, what goes on with the Clippers. Podcast P. Kawhi. Are they going to get James Harden over there? I don't think so. I think, the, I think Philly's going to send him somewhere he doesn't want to go, and he doesn't care at this point. How did I not mention Steph, Clay, Draymond, and the Golden State Warriors? Have you guys seen Zion? Zion is a offensive tackle that can run and jump and dunk the basketball. We're we're about to walk right back into the NBA season. I'm ready for it. It took a little while, but I'm ready for it. I'm a fire talking Nets back up. I'm gonna get back into the Nets world. Nets fans, I'm done with baseball, done with the Yankees. I don't really care about the football season. I'm about to tap back in to see what Ben Simmons and Mikhail Bridges and Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce and Cam Thomas and Cam Johnson and the rest of the cast of characters. Dennis Smith Jr.'s over there. Harry Giles is over there. Lonnie Walker's over there. I'm about to tap back in and see what the Brooklyn Nets have in store this season. So as the Liberty season comes to an end and they're celebrating the Aces as champions in Brooklyn on that home court, that sucks. 
the Brooklyn Nets will be back on the floor soon, and the Knicks will be lighting up the garden as well. 877-337-6666. My Casamigos big shot of the night coming up next. Marco's going to hit you with the update. I got one hour left. Be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 